we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz with the main man, the man, international, Larry Fitzgerald, a man for all seasons, all places. How many countries have you been to, Larry? I've been to 108, Jim. 108. Wow. 108. Yeah. So it's cliche, but where do you like best? What? Give us three or four. Uh, I would say at the top of the list, uh, Australia would be really high. I really enjoy the outdoors, the, the ocean, you know, great barrier reefs, scuba diving, things of that nature. And then, you know, I went on a, you know, a pilgrimage to, to Israel. That was amazing, you know, to be able to walk on the same footpath that Jesus Christ walked on, you know, one day and be able just to, you know, hear the stories from in the Dead Sea. You know, it was was really amazing. And then um, down in Machu Picchu, down in Peru, being able to do the Inca Trail, hiking to the Sun Gate, and um, that was pretty special too. So like, I'm all for like experiences and things that are like spiritually kind of touch you. And everywhere you go, you got a Hertz car because you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are, with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. Well, since we're talking about international travel, how about that game yesterday in Munich and the German fans and the atmosphere and outpouring that was presented to those teams? Jim, I mean, I, I mean, I think the, the photo after the game encapsulated just how big the National Football League and how much is respected internationally. I mean, the players were walking off the field and that stadium there were, not one person had left. And you look at the crowds outside of the stadium. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what the number of capacity was inside, but there had to be double that outside the stadium. Just wanting to be a part of the pageantry and wanting to be a part of something that was so unique. The first game in Germany. And like it, I, I think the National Football League is truly ready to, to host a few more games in different countries because, uh, you know, people really love it. And certainly we know the one thing that translates uh... – Country Roads Take Me Home by John Denver and Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. That seems to be pretty universal. I agree. I agree, Jimbo. You know, one thing did stick out to me, um, no matter if we were domestically or internationally, Tom Brady should be throwing passes, not catching them. <laughs> <laughs> that Philly special hey, hasn't worked out hey, too Jim, well. Jay, Jim, Tom, everybody else was playing football and Tom was playing baseball, sliding into second base there. <laughs> Now, as a wide receiver, um, how would you critique that? I mean, do you think he's running faster than he did back in the combine all those years ago with that white T-shirt on that's so famous? No, he was he was cooking on that white T-shirt back in the day, man. He was he was cooking. He was moving good. He faced Tom. You know, I, I don't like him. I don't like him out there running routes. It, it brings back best of uh, some memories on the Super Bowl against the Eagles back in the day. I don't want to see him out there catching any catching any balls. So now let's shift to one of the most exciting games that uh, maybe has ever been played, that Bills-Vikings game. Uh, what a wild set of circumstances uh, that ended in overtime with the Vikings winning. But how would you describe that last minute of play? Captivating. I mean, the Bills looked like they were, you know, beating them handily in the first half, you know, had them down, you know, 14-plus points, you know, in the first half. But the Vikings never, never gave up the, the catch – there was two catches in that game that were three catches actually that were sensational. The catch by Gabe Davis on the sidelines on third down that wasn't reviewed was was really good for him to be able to get his feet down, be able to possess that ball. We think he possessed the ball um, to get that. And then the, 
Stefan Diggs made an unbelievable catch in the second half. One hand went up and stabbed it with the right hand. And then obviously, you know, Jefferson's catch. I mean, what it's fourth down and long. You know the ball's coming to him. Everybody in that stadium knows he's coming to him. And for him to go up there, and the difference between that catch and Odell Beckham's catch is, you know, Odell was by himself when he caught that ball. I mean, no, it was not, it was not a contested catch. I mean, that defender had both of his hands on that football in the middle of the air. And he was able to come down with that just just miraculous um you no know, he he made play after play after play throughout the course of that game and he is uh he is sensational jim should that catch get a name i mean we have the immaculate reception we have that unbelievable catch that we all have ingrained in our heads of lynn swan in the super bowl we have odell beckham you gotta throw in dwight clark in the back of the end zone um, and the catch you know, and that has a name of course the i mean catch. just the catch yes it, I mean, this we 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 definitely need to think about that, Jim. That 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 catch was man, one of the best I've ever seen in, in all of my time. I think it was the timing of it. You know, it wasn't just some mundane middle of second quarter catch that you know was really nice. It, it was the catch that he needed to make. And I I mean, it's oh man, Jim. I I I'm racking my mind over the last 24 hours just thinking about catches that I've seen, and that that ranks right up there with the very best of them. You know, everybody talks about. Lester Hayes and they banned this stickum that he used to have because his hands looked like, you know, there was an extra layer on them. It, it, it was so thick. It, it, it like doubled the width of his hand uh, with all the stickum. So they banned that. Now guys have gloves and it gets talked about some, but not a lot. That can't be possible without a glove, is it? No, I mean, you, you've seen guys make tough catches before with the gloves, but I know that the silicone gloves definitely do enhance um, the guy's ability to be able to, to to grasp the football, especially with one hand. And, you know, Jim, I mean, people complain about it, but like the, that's what the, the fans love this. The fans want to see these great catches. They want to see the circus two-finger catches like Odell and what Jefferson and Stefan Diggs. I mean, this, this is what the fans are paying their hard-earned money to watch and see. I say let, let, them, let them wear whatever gloves they want to wear. If they're going to produce catches like this that we're going to be talking about for years to come, let them wear them, Jim. I agree with that. Do you have anything like that, even in practice, that's indelible in your mind, where you where you caught a ball and you said, "But how did I do that?" Yeah, there's a few that I've caught. You know, most of them are they do happen in practice because you think when you play in football, I mean, you play once a week, so ninety percent of your times, the catches, the routes you run are all done in practice setting and, and preparation for the game. So yeah, there's a bunch of catches that you know stand out. You know, one hand behind the head not even seeing it all the way off the quarterback's finger. You know, just a lot of stuff that that happened that never will see the light of day, but you remember it. I guess we better throw in David Tyree so that we don't get Giants fans uh, anxious and upset with us. That, that was that was one that will never be forgotten either. Incredible, incredible yeah. catch. Yeah, that, that was an incredible catch. I mean, to be able to, you know, secure that. And Rodney Harrison raking his arms really hard, try to get that ball out to be able to hold on to it. You know, I think, you know, when you think about catches, Jim, you know, I think the moment that the catch happens in terms of the magnitude of the game, the timing of the game also elevates, you know, the greatness of the of the catch because, you know, it's like how many times the, the shot Michael Jordan made against um, um, Russell, you know, uh, in Utah Jazz in 1998. Like that's a that's a play that we've seen Mike make, you know, hundreds of times throughout his career. Right. But what makes it special is when he did it at the and how he did it you know um you know in the biggest times and when guys are able to raise their level of play to be able to do great feats at the most important times really what makes those moments special 
Great point. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Our show is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, you just can't stop banking on or off the football field. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. Let's finish up with this Bills game. Um, Josh Allen fumbles the ball. Then he gets it back. There's seemingly no amount of time that isn't enough time anymore for anybody to score in the <laughs> National Football League. The whole sequence of everything kind of just leaves you scratching your head. Yes, it's exciting, but there are a lot of so-called, like us, Monday morning quarterbacking that has to be going on with both of those staffs of how they let this get away, even though the Vikings won. They'd be kicking themselves if they didn't. Well, you do. I mean, when you go back and you watch the tape, you know, you, you see so many plays, holdings, offsides, you know, drop passes, mis misconnections, miss opportunities with quarterback receiver, bad tackling. There's so many things jump out at you. And and I remember a coach used to always tell me, Bruce Aarons used to always talk about there's five plays in a, in a game that make make up the difference. You never know which five plays those are going to be. Um, you know, and and they do. You look back at the tape and you're just like, damn, if we could have made that play, if we could have knocked down that pass, if we'd have got, you know, this this call, you know, all those things happen throughout the course of the game. And I think that's what makes football so unique. Um, you know, so many things go into it. And it's five plays literally that make up the difference in the game, especially when two teams that are as good as the Buffalo Bills and Minnesota Vikings are competing. Did he ever take into account perhaps his coaching errors? Because we see a lot of them as well. We see a lot of them. We saw we saw one last night, um, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys. I don't know for the life of me, Jim, why Coach McCarthy would would not kick that field goal. I mean, they had been, you know, doing a really good job up to that point uh, of kind of stopping stopping the Packers. And you, know, you get three. Now you forced them to have to score a touchdown to beat you. They they have to score a touchdown. A field goal gets you another opportunity to go down and and do something else. But you can't just, I, I man, that one that one hurt me last night to see that, Jim. I, that, that one, that one, man. So just when you thought it was safe to possibly move past Coach McCarthy getting in the way, he jumped out at you. <sighs> Jim, There's been I, a history I, I of just, this. I, I, there is, there is. But at that at that point, you know, you would think that conventional wisdom would tell you to kick the field goal, go up by three. This is overtime, right? Um you're in a, a heated race in the NFC East. I mean, you're you're now three games behind uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and you're now one game behind um, the New York Giants in, in your own division. I mean, there, there's just no room for error. You, know, you you need you need to find a way to win against a a team that's been struggling. Um, and uh, I, I just I just didn't like that decision, Jim. And, and Tom talked about it a bit earlier. These kickers make field goals from 45. To 55 yards with regularity now it used to be a low percentage you know possibly under 50 percent and now it's just normal yeah i mean the, the weather was not a determining factor last night it wasn't blowing and it, it wasn't snowing or raining you know I mean, it, it seemed like it was pretty solid conditions for mid-november in green bay and you know i was just i was i watched the game and i was just thinking about like what what possibly could make him think that that was a poor decision um, to kick a field goal to go ahead at this point. Well, thinking about him and his familiarity with Aaron Rodgers, knowing that he had 28 comeback victories in the fourth quarter and throughout his career, all those things may have been in his mind because nobody knows Aaron Rodgers and his ability as good as Mike McCarthy. But still, you know, the way the Cowboys defense has been playing, you, you, you want to give those guys an opportunity to go in the game. 
Our program is brought to you by Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway, weekend retreat, or just a day of fun, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos offers the perfect destination for the ultimate getaway. If you are in Philadelphia for tonight's game, you're lucky enough to have a Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino not far from you in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. The end of the Chargers 49ers game, uh, they're trying not to score a touchdown, the 49ers, which puts the game away. But the only way you can lose the game, even if you go up by those 11 points, is to have a touchdown scored against you and then somehow a successful onside kick, which is never successful, and then another field goal or touchdown, even with limited time uh, on the clock, very limited time. So we have guys falling down on the 49ers, not trying to score on the two-yard line for a couple of plays. It's uh, And then they kick a field goal. So all of this can be second-guessed and questioned and – is there a right answer in this in this circumstance, Larry? Yeah, Kyle Shanahan got it right because they won yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> had, had they lost that game, Jim, you could come back and say this what it should have, could have done. But they they ended up winning the game. You know that that's the cure all to to all this the, the craziness. Um, you know, I I think honestly, there's just too much thought about you know what could happen, what possibly could happen. Not too often when you score touchdowns on teams, do bad things happen, Jim, um, especially the way their defense have been playing to that point. They've been, um, you know, getting great pressure on Herbert. You know, they had, you know, forced a turnover, you know, so I, I really like the way the 49ers are playing right now. I don't think they should be overthinking too much of anything. They look like one of those teams that could really, really make a, a strong late season push. Um, you know, the way they run the football, how dominant they are at the point of attack. I mean, they just have a, uh, they have a way about them when they get a lead and they really feel like they have a team on their ropes. They know how to put people away. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. This holiday, give the gift that means a lot without spending a lot. Now through November 28th, shop early and save at the K Black Friday sale. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com or your local K store for details. So much more with Larry Fitzgerald as we continue here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Hey everyone, this is Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow, a SiriusXM podcast, inviting you to join me three, yes, three times a week for NFL analysis that goes beyond the low-hanging fruit. On Mondays, we react to the biggest stories of the NFL weekend. On Wednesdays, we pick one topic to really dig in on. And on Fridays, I'll give you all the fantasy football advice you need in just 15 minutes. We call it the Fantasy 15. Download new episodes of the NFL Roadshow right now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald. Our show is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA! It's Salute to Service time. Everybody log on to SaluteToService.com for more information as we salute those who put themselves before us and protect our country on a daily basis as we celebrated Larry Veterans Day, grateful and thankful for all that all of the folks uh, in the military do for all of us. We certainly are, Jim. You know, we, we talked a little bit about it. 
just how important it is to be able to have the freedoms that we do in, in our country. And I think a lot of people think that it's given and it's not, it's earned. And it's the people who put themselves in the front of the line, who stand for something that's bigger than themselves. And uh, we really wanted to say thank you to all the veterans who, who paved the way for the freedoms that we enjoy on a daily basis. Absolutely. Well stated, Larry. Uh, as we turn it back to football, Jeff Saturday uh, got his coaching career underway, beating the Raiders in Las Vegas, uh, 25 to 20. So much has been made over the week of this hire. Uh, Bill Cowher yesterday on CBS, uh, the NFL Today, terrific commentary. Uh, whether you agree with it or not, he is a lifetime coach, played five years in the league. What he had to say was this was a disgrace to the coaching profession, to all of those good people who have put in the time, who have come up through the ranks, who are assistant coaches, and who have dedicated their lives to it. Yet Saturday comes out, and we all like Jeff Saturday. He's mm -hmm. been accessible to us as a player. He's always been thoughtful, helped with the collective bargaining agreement. I don't want to get into all of the he said, she said, it's been said all week. But now he's out on the field, and it's still drawing reactions. What's yours to his debut? Well, I mean, you, you got to tip your hat. He won the he won the football game, right? Um, and that's no easy feat by any stretch of the imagination, especially with a team that's been struggling for the last few weeks. But I mean, I, I would agree with Coach Cower. I mean, these coaches really do. They dedicate their lives. I mean, started off with grad assistants and worked their way all the way up, you know, the coordinators and 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 earned the position of head coach. You know, through you know unbelievable circumstances and odds and. You know, to have somebody who is in the consultant role to be able to take the, the head coaching job, I can understand where his frustration will come into place. Um, you know, if he's successful and he's able to get this this team turned around and they can actually make a push for the playoffs, um, you know, maybe there might be a new recipe. Maybe there might might be a new formula to becoming a head coach. But, you know, we just haven't seen that. And I think that's where you see the frustration and his emotions kind of come pouring out of him when he made that statement. On the other side, the Raiders fall to two and seven. Here's what Derek Carr had to say after the game. I'm just pissed off about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice what we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard knowing what some guys are doing like I said just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night like just so we could be there for each other and I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place and as a leader that pisses me off if I'm being honest what do you think he's saying Larry I don't know I'm not I'm not in that in that organization um, I'm not in privy to the meetings but that was a message that was definitely intended for teammates and coaches. Um, he didn't call anybody out, but that was that was some inside thoughts to he feels there's a lack of commitment, you know, from either teammates, staff members, people who are not completely 100 percent bought in. And those emo those emotions you can appreciate because they're raw, they're pointed, they're honest. He's transparent. Um, that's one thing I've always respected about Derek is he's always been that way. You know, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Even when you look back to the, the tragedy of his teammate killing uh, that innocent woman late at night, um, you know, he was raw. Um, he didn't say the, 
the cookie cutter canned answer that most people would say. He, he told you exactly what he felt. And I think this is another example of him just being honest and transparent. Should he perhaps be looking in the mirror instead of outward? Well, I believe as a leader, when you make a statement like that, you've already done that. You, you're looking yourself in the mirror. Um, he's never been one to point the finger. Um, he's he's said he's played poorly in the past when he hasn't played well. He's um, the first one. He plays poorly. Playing. He plays poorly a lot. He never makes a big play. Never. Never. You can't, after all of these years, count on one hand the big plays that he's made. I would disagree with that, Jimmy. He's made a, he's made his fair share of plays. Has he made them in abundance this season? No, I, w- I wouldn't say he has. But this is deeper than just his play. Um, I, I think this kind of comes down to the integrity or lack thereof, you know, his teammates and their accountability. And I think that's what this, this statement has a lot to do with. And how does that get corrected? Well, most when you, of the when your teammates when your teammates don't have integrity, and they're not putting in the effort, some guys are, some guys aren't. What can a coaching staff do? What what can anybody in the organization do if those guys who are earning a terrific living, getting paid huge dollars, decide they're not professional enough to make the contribution and have the dedication that's necessary? Well, that usually comes from within. Um, you know, leaders like Derek Carr, uh, Devontae Adams, uh, Crosby, players who have played at a high level for a long period of time, you know, challenge their teammates and, and get them playing at a higher level. Because right there in, in Las Vegas, is not a lack of talent, Jim. You know, they, they have the talent. They have the skills. Um, they have the ability. They just haven't come out and played and performed to the to the level that we all expected them to do. And so that has to come from within. There's nothing that a coach can tell you. There's nothing that some media pundit outside the building can tell you. There's no nothing that some old lady at a restaurant can come up and tell you that's, that's going to motivate you. That has to come from within you to, to turn it around and make sure that the product that you're putting out on the field on Sundays is, is something that you can be proud of and you can sleep at night, as what he mentioned. So Tom talked about the effort of the Buccaneers. We saw the result in Munich. The effort was much different from one week and what it has been to this week. So things can turn around. Do you think that's within the Raiders to have that ability? Absolutely. Why? Why? Why wouldn't it be? If if the, if the Buccaneers can do it, if other teams can can do it, it's yeah, absolutely they can do it. Now it just comes down to doing what's necessary to get it turned around. You know, everybody from from the. 53rd man in the roster to your starting quarterback has to look themselves in the mirror. Hey, what can I do to be better? What do I need to do to make our team successful? And everybody holds that same accountability for themselves. You will turn it around very quickly, but it has to be a commitment that everybody's willing to make. Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald were here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Our program is brought to you by American Express. It's so easy to get excited about going to a game, just hearing the sound of the whistle or smelling the concessions all the way from your seat. That stuff gives you the thrill of the game, and you know American Express will be there with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Well, unfortunately, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have to live life without Juju Smith-Schuster for some time after that uh, brutal hit that he took against the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. He's out now. When you slow-mo it, the hit's not illegal, but it was vicious. It's one of these calls now, you know, he does put his shoulder down, doesn't hit him with his helmet, but the appearance is such that how is that not called? 
Well, Jim, there was a little bit of helmet to helmet contact there. Um, I, I think the biggest thing you have to look at when you're evaluating these is he was in a defenseless position. Um, you know, he was catching the football. He had no idea that the defender was there. And the defender made a decision to go high with the tackle. And I think you have to take all of that into account. We've tried to take the helmet out of the game. Um, he could have hit him low if he wanted to. He could have tried to dislodge the football, but he decided to use his, uh, you know, the force high. And I think that's the problem. I think defenders have to make better decisions when they see guys that are in defensive spots like Juju was yesterday. You have to go low. Um, and that's just where we are. Um, I would love to see a penalty be called, you know, because penalties and fines are really what are, are, are deterrents for guys making those decisions. You know, when you get that envelope in your mailbox um, Monday morning when you get home and it's for $60,000, you think twice about making those type of decisions again when you're on the football field. And so, I mean, I, I just think that the league has done a really good job of making the game safer, but we have to continue to watch these type of plays and do our best to eliminate them. I agree with almost everything you've said, except for it's almost become impossible. And we've spoken about it before to play defense in the National Football League. Uh, guys are sliding. Uh, quarterbacks like Josh Allen are running. Uh, and they're putting their head down. And you just see, you know, you just you just see things happen. And then a guy slides at the last second. And the defensive guy's already committed. He's committed to hitting him. So it's not like you can stop after you're committed. You can't stop. There's no way to back off. You've already made the decision to tackle him. So mm -hmm. he now moves into a position where he's defending himself as a quarterback or as a runner uh, or as a receiver. There's nowhere for that defender to go. It's it's too late. Mm -hmm. Hey, I mean, I agree, Jim. It, it is diff more difficult than it ever has been to play defense, a defensive position in the National Football League. Just no question without it. But, Jim, we all know the rules. We all know what the emphasis has been over the last few years. And it's your job as a defender to make the adjustment. It's as simple as that. You know, if they if they say, hey, look, we, you can't use your helmet on defenseless players. Okay, this is a rule that everybody has to abide by. And if I want to play at the highest level and do this for a living and make the earning and living that I make, this is the way I'm going to have to play the game. So, yes, is it tough? Is it unfair at times? But, yes, this is the, this is the hand that you've been dealt. You know, we're at Golden Nugget Casino, and you got to play the you got to play the cards that have been dealt. <laughs> okay. All right. You taking a hit? Or are you gonna you're gonna wait for the dealer? No, I'm gonna wait for the dealer because taking the hit will get you fined, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry, MVP talk. Since we're talking about odds, we're not a gambling show, but give me your top five and the odds of who's going to be the uh, MVP so far in the NFL this year. Well, I think over the last few weeks with Josh Allen getting banged up, Buffalo dropping two games, um, you know, Josh was my 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 front runner. I think he slid down to probably the. The, the third or fourth position, I will put Pat Mahomes at number one right now. He's been very consistent. Um, you know, they've they've been kind of just crazy enough, just kind of gone under the radar. Not a lot of conversations about the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, in, on the national scene. They've kind of just taken care of their business really slowly. Uh, Jalen Hurts is is uh, the best player on the best team right now. Um, his, his team is 8-0 um, and in clear control of the NFC race. And I would have to slide – you know, two and a three, Jim. Um, you know, he is the Dolphins have not lost a game that he has started and finished this season. Um, he has been an unbelievable leader. Um, he stood in there. 
He's taken some shots. Um, he's delivered some unbelievable passes to to playmakers. And Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle have have been sensational for him. Um, both of them are in the top five receiving yards and touchdowns in the game. Um, so he's had help, but he's had to deliver, and he and he has, and he's done it in a big way. Um, you have to put Kirk Cousins in the conversation. He's he's uh, he's got a, a eight and one football team right now. And, uh, you know, he, he looked a little shaky at times against the Buffalo Bills yesterday. But, you know, when they needed him most, he delivered. And that's something that he hasn't done in the past. And he's putting himself squarely um, in that in that MVP conversation based on what they've done. And um, if I were going to. about Justin Jefferson? Does he get an honorable mention? And, and, yeah, and what about really, uh, what about really Parsons? Good. Parsons is uh, having a tremendous year. Yeah, it's, it, Jim, it's, it's tough to, to throw receivers in the game. They don't, they don't touch the ball, you know, enough to be able to say, look, he's the best player in the National Football League. Is he sensational? Absolutely. But, I mean, it's hard to say that even Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the game. I mean, if you look at the numbers, Tariq Hill is, you know, been unbelievable in terms of what he's done this year, right? Uh, I mean, both of them are, are really good. I mean, if, if I were to even pick a receiver at MVP, I would probably have to go with – you know, Tariq over 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 Jefferson right now, just based on the numbers alone. You know, I mean, yesterday catapulted him in a in a place, um, you know, that I don't think Tariq has gone to that level in terms of making those one handed catches and the plays that he made in that second half yesterday against the Bills. But I mean, it's a it's a toss up between those two if you want to put a skill player in it. You know, it's kind of an interesting conversation we could have. Everybody remembers Odell Beckham's catch. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to remember Justin Jefferson's catch. Absolutely. Can you tell me who the MVP was in the 2014 season? No, I cannot. How about the 2018 season? No, I cannot. Okay, my point isn't to try and play stump the panel. I'm just saying plays live forever. Yeah. And MVPs, it's a great, great honor. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the highest honor perhaps you can get in the National Football League individually uh, other than going into the Hall of Fame five years after your career is over. Yeah. But – the plays, the plays, and those achievements live forever. Yeah, the voting of media people, you know, yes, we know who they are and that they get recognized, but our memories fade as to when they did it and how they did it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. I mean, I know this is a completely different league. When you think about the Heisman Trophy, you always talk about the, the Heisman moment. Like what was the signature play that really differentiated them from from everybody else that year, you know? And so you really make a great point with that, Jim. Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald want to remind you that Tom has his own apparel line. It's called Brady Brand. Check it out at BradyBrand.com, including the new Brady pant. Go to BradyBrand.com. Look good and feel better. Brady Brand. Let's go. Dave the Snake Hagen wants to set the record straight uh, that it was Aaron Rodgers in 2014 and Mahomes in 2018. So all of this useless information is in his head. And unfortunately, who was Madeline Albright, uh, Snake? Do you know who that was? I do. Thank you. Secretary of State. Okay, good. All right. Well, I you could probably ask him some very important question about something outside of what's on page 218 of the uh, Packers media guide. And he won't know, but this information he has readily available. And that's why he's so great at this job. Snake kudos to you, man, for being on the ball as always. (laughs) Larry. It's the only producer in the world who has an applause button just for himself, just for himself. Talk about 
We talk about oh, our God. We need some new material. With that, Larry, it's time to say goodbye. Have a great week, which includes a speech to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What will you be talking to the Steelers about? Oh, uh, no, we'll just have a casual conversation. You know, it's uh, yet to be determined, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to going over and having a chat. Coach Tomlin didn't call you in just because you're another pretty face on television <laughs> and doing a podcast. What's the purpose? No, we're just talking about just, uh, you know, building building life, you know, after ball and how you, how you should start it and the way you should think about it. And, um, and so I'm looking forward to, you know, going out there and having an uh, open, you know, conversation with some of the guys. So in your mind, are you Mr. Arizona where you're the mayor over there in Phoenix? Are you Pittsburgh because that's where you're obviously played college ball? Or are you Mr. Minneapolis as you bring up the Vikings every week and that's where you were raised? In your mind, <laughs> what's the order? I don't believe it really has an order, Jim. You know, all, all those places, you know, have a special place in my heart. You know, they've all been have left an indelible mark uh, on me and my development as a man. And they've all embraced me and supported me. And so I don't feel like it's necessary to, to pick. You know, it's like you have, you know, you have three sons. I can't tell you which one I love more than the other. You love them all the same, even though their personalities are different. One drives you crazy one day and then another one drives you crazy the next. But, you know, you still love on them and, you know, appreciate them for who they are. And we love you. We give you a hard time, but we love you and appreciate you. Larry Fitzgerald with us next week. He's our expert. Thanks, Fitz. Thank you, Jim. You guys have a great night, man. All right. Well, just heard from Larry and from Tom, and any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert. Those are our two. But for buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America. That's United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go. Presented by Hertz, we want to thank our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, with production assistance from Harris Fabishoff. And to our great sponsors, USAA, Bank of America, American Express, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino, and Hertz. Let's Go with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions in collaboration with Shadow Lion. Thanks very much for joining us. For Larry, I'm Jim. Talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. XM Podcasts.